Captain's log, start date 04102022. Got it right this time. <laughs> this is the Starship Free Talk Live prize. It's awesome. I don't, yeah, I can't really call it. Prize for a raffle, perhaps? Uh, well, oh. uh, I did post on some social media today that I was able to procure, to trade, if you will, uh, roughly $20. That would be five goldbacks uh, for a $20 raffle ticket to a school Actually, here in New Hampshire, uh, somebody we know in the community, uh, their kid goes to the school. They're trying to raise funds to build a playground, so they're selling these raffle tickets. So I'm like, yeah, I'll buy, can I can I pay you in goldbacks? And he's like, yeah, I'll trade for goldbacks. That's fine. And I'm like, okay. So I give him the goldbacks, and I fill out the ticket, and I write Captain Kickass on the ticket. Because that's your name. What else would you write? And so and then Steve I look at the ticket. <laughs> And, like, they're giving away, like, a varmint rifle or a Glock 17, like, first and, and second place prizes. So it's entirely possible, and only in New Hampshire <laughs> could this set of circumstances be possible. It's entirely possible somebody at the school later this month, at the end of the month or the beginning of next month, is going to reach their hand into, like, a bucket or a barrel of entries and pull out a ticket and go, and the winner is Captain Kickass. <laughs> Now that in and of itself, I would I would love to just you know some mom who's at the thing videotaping you know I'd just love to see that, but that's not all. Like, Next time you have to put your full title though. Well, right, because then they have to call the whole thing. That, yeah, that that gets to be tedious, and my handwriting isn't great. You don't say so. But uh, so yeah, it's possible that you know the name Captain Kickass can be called as the winner of a firearms rifle with which the proceeds go to build a school playground. That's awesome. Now, when I was in the Seattle, Washington area, if any school had a raffle, you could bet your bottom dollar that if firearms were mentioned as the prize, people would be arrested or something <laughs> like you know, like it is that far. They couldn't even raffle off a squirt gun. I think they could probably Maybe. do that, but like they might get in some trouble because or a butter knife. Well, it, it looks like a gun. You know, we don't want to be teaching our kids about guns right. in school. Which, you know, I, if you ask me, if you're going to teach anything in school, it might as well be firearm safety and operation. But if you want to raise money for a school, what a better prize! There's no better prize to have in New Hampshire than a firearm. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, they could charge they could charge forty dollars oh. for the. For the ticket, yeah, but with a firearm you can go hunt. So, okay, you know, yeah, that's food. You can right. you can get food. Well, you get varmint. Safety. It's a varmint rifle. <laughs> you know, squirrels get eaten, man. Okay, tastes like chicken. All right, <laughs> I'll just take chicken. I'll take your word for it for now. Yeah, I'll let you know when I have to go varmint hunting for food. <laughs> coming coming this summer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, if the inflation keeps up, uh, they they claim it's at like eight percent but if you i saw somebody do hogwash a, i saw somebody do a statistical analysis uh and i don't remember the source but they claimed that it's closer to 30 to 40 percent wow especially if you like factor in like what you're paying at the grocery store yeah. well, that's because the government number factors that out it's like well if we don't take into account gas food and shelter right they leave it's only at like eight <laughs> percent yeah they leave those it's like how they calculate unemployment they're like well if we leave out people who just haven't found a job in several years we call them oh they're not looking right yeah right you know and right. yeah you know, we don't have to count them and so it makes our numbers right. better. so when everyone is unemployed there'll be no unemployment <laughs> right so okay so Here's my solution for that as well, as far as government programs go, right? You just call 
sitting on your ass a government <laughs> job and then you give those people the welfare check, but they're employed now because so, they're performing their job. Right. So there is no unemployment. Everyone is employed. Right. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. So everybody just gets a fake check of fake money? No, you don't get a fake check. It's like the welfare check that they would get for not working. Yeah. Right. Now is a, a, a paycheck for doing the job sitting on your butt. Which is just a regular government job. Anyway. Right. Where does the money come from to write all these checks? Obviously, they steal it from the real working people, <laughs> Captain. But you said that everybody was going to be unemployed. No, everyone's going to be no, employed. No, they're all going to be employed. Oh. Because if you're just sitting around collecting a check, you're considered employed. But are there, are there still janitors and, you know, like people who... Yeah, they have know, to pay like, the taxes to pay the okay. people yeah. who don't all work. Right. But if you, want to, if you want zero unemployment... Right, you just call sitting on your butt a government job and, and start giving it. everybody a check. Yeah. I got you. It has to be a union, <laughs> unionized butt, butt sitters local. <laughs> uh, for the listeners who are wondering what you're listening to, this program is called Free Talk Live. I think I at least mentioned Free that. Talk Live. You're ten minutes late like on that, <laughs> as usual. But I got the uh, the captain's log in there, so yeah. that's great. That that also, by the way, is uh, what the uh, janitors found in the <laughs> in the toilet of the Starship Enterprise. The captain's log. <laughs> you know what? When the janitor came out of the class, you know what he said? Supplies. Uh, supplies. Uh, there was we had a, a call last night or something. There was a conversation, and somebody said supplies, and all I had is that that from UHF, the Weird Al movie, supply, and like I almost did it, but I didn't because the topic was a little bit serious, and it wasn't uh, like oh, come you on, know, we're comedians, well, we're having wow. fun, we're having fun. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the Lord Doctor, Reverend Captain Kickass, Buckshot Esquire, if you will, Steve Classic, and Richie Rich, <laughs> and. We've got a whole bunch of fun stuff. Give out the number. To talk about. It is a call-in radio show. Terrorist so hotline. if you would like to uh, touch some numbers into your phone. We can't use dial anymore in my estimation because, well, you're not really dialing. So you're 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 actually lying when you're like, I'm going to dial this number. No, you're not. Key in these numbers. You're going to key in these numbers. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us phones are open as always and if you're calling from a rotary phone press one <laughs> if you're that calling makes no sense if you're calling from a rotary phone you probably haven't advanced into the year 2000 yet if you're calling from a rotary phone then you would actually dial the one because it's a rotary phone yeah, you, you'd probably actually have to uh. dial the zero to get the operator to get them to dial the phone for you because you tap the, the, the rotary phone doesn't yeah all it does is click it doesn't yeah. send the the touch tones right, that right. all these phone systems need now to recognize. pulse dialing that's right some some of the phones the old that uh, we there's a name for them they were called uh like uh like the dream how the barbie dream barbie phones right they looked like i don't know you, you've seen them i had a football phone but they used to have a little switch that you could switch between pulse and dial. Oh, yeah. pulse, yeah, and tone. I never pulse knew what that did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it changes it from, because the old rotary phones just go click, 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 click. Yeah. But the, the pulse phones will, will do the beep, boop, 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 right? That no, sound? that's the tone phone. The tone phone, yeah. tone. The pulse right. is the... So pulse is the click, right, yeah. So. Why would you switch that on your phone, though? I never understood because that. Because not all phones at, at that particular time when these were being manufactured, not all phones, in fact, very few of them, recognize touch tone. 
right? That they they were all okay. we were still on the analog phone network. Okay. And then fiber optics came along, and the you know the division of Ma Bell and the creation of all the long distance companies. All of a sudden, now people needed to be able to do touch tone stuff. Uh, it's known as uh, DTMF dial. I call it dial tone mm-hmm, because I, <laughs> because I got I, I got jokes right. You know, uh, it's like direct touch manual feed or something. It, okay. It's an acronym that just means pressing buttons, right? I got it. But I, I've had a phone like in college, mm-hmm. you know, pre cell phone yeah. sort of that had that little switch on it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had one I, of those. I, I don't know why you it was just it. so you could switch between. Yeah. You know, if you needed it, you could turn the the other dialing on. Well, I guess I never needed it. Yeah, like people wouldn't be able to like call their voicemails remotely from a rotary phone because it's not putting forth the touch tones. Right, quote so you unquote. switch it over and you can get right. Those. You, you you hit that switch on the thing, dial your voicemail number again, wait for the greeting, hit pound to get to your menu, then enter your passcode. You can get your voicemails. Oh, welcome to the 1980s. I just had an answering machine. Like, <laughs> I, I had an answering machine too. When I was in a uh, uh, when I was going to school for audio engineering, I was in a house. It was me and three other guy, big four bedroom house, and we. We would drink a lot because we're musicians and you know rock rock and roll type people. So we would Living drink a lifestyle. lot. And uh, we had a, an answering machine for the house. We re-record, we recorded a greeting that went, we're hungover today. And then the sound of hurling and a guy going, <laughs> call us back later. And one of my instructors had called the house and heard that. And he goes, you know, that's not a very professional greeting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We spent hours making this thing. We're audio engineers. <laughs> 603-283-6160. What are cops using Disney music for? We'll talk about that coming up here on Free Talk Live. Yes, come on and listen to Free Talk Live. Yeah, we are a live call-in radio talk program where you can give a call, join us on the air, talk about whatever is on your mind. The telephone number, 603-283-6160 is the number you need to accomplish that task. In the studio, it is myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. I'm waiting for your point. You waited for the point. Because I was waiting like it's going to be Captain blah, 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 blah. Yes, I I try to change it up and not say the same thing every time we come back. Okay, I'm just waiting for the point. Oh, man. I say the same thing every time. Well, right. (laughs) That's okay. His business card is bigger than average. That's what she said. Amongst other things. (laughs) (laughs) Just setting you guys up for that one. Teed it right up. Uh, we do want to talk about what cops are doing now. Uh, we were discussing this before the show that this seems like we might have brought it up on the show before. Well, it's true. We brought something similar up, but this is a bit different. Things have escalated a bit. It's gone viral. Well, what's happened is what always happens with government. When one government entity does a thing, it becomes monkey see, monkey do, especially if it works. Right. right? Wear a mask. And and by works, I mean works for them, not for us. (laughs) Right, right, right. 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 Uh, Stay inside. Yeah. (laughs) So previously on Free Talk Live, we discussed uh, some cops. I think they had like a boombox or they were using their car stereo or whatever. And somehow they were playing like copywritten material, and that got onto some activists' 
uh, footage. They were recording the incident, maybe some cop blocking. I'm, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but they were filming these cops doing whatever it is they were doing, whatever nefarious First Amendment crap. audit. Yeah. And the YouTube video arguably got taken down because they could hear the copywritten music in the background. And so now what's happened, apparently, according to the Free Thought Project, uh, cops wake up an entire neighborhood blasting Disney music to avoid being posted to YouTube. I wonder if that would work like a... a, a I guess a YouTube live, right? If it if like you're broadcasting it live on YouTube or Facebook, probably going to trip the algorithm. Say, whoop, can't 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 broadcast that. Or you'll get the broadcast, but then you won't get any replays. Right, right, right. right. Something like that. So we'll get Aud- in. Okay, but oddly enough, right? They did this. They woke up the neighborhood, which means like no one was out there bothering them to begin with. <laughs> right. Right. Like everyone was sleeping. No cameras around because. There, the, well, and then boom. And uh, in my experience as a musician, if you are going to play music for public consumption, you must have a license to do so. We would bump into this well, at, badge. at at clubs, ASCAP, where you know maybe it was a maybe it was like a ravey club, and then like only on Fridays they'd have metal or something like that. And so they weren't familiar with, you know, playing copywritten music over their PA or whatever. And, like, you'd get, like, I don't want to call them the copyright police, but basically you would get some you know, representative yeah. of the law. Maybe they were police themselves or whatever. And they would come in looking for your permit, your license for public performance. performance. Yep. Uh, you know, and they would have to get these if they were having cover bands in and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, Like Aria Speedwagon? Like Arya Speedwagon, for example, <laughs> yes. So I imagine that the cops at some point should be compelled by themselves and their, their own dastardly laws to have purchased some sort of license to blast and wake up an entire neighborhood with Disney music. You would think. Now, I'd have preferred, of course, if they were like cranking some Slayer, you know, maybe some yeah, Anthrax. Disney, what is know? Disney music? I don't... Yeah, what is, like, Really? Maybe it's like, uh, what's the Elmer Fudd, uh, uh, kill the web, kill the web. <laughs> I don't think that's right? Disney, but yeah, I mean, it could oh, be Warner show Brothers. tunes or yeah, something. Right. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Show tunes. So anyway, we'll talk about that. But first, we have an early caller. This caller normally calls late. Can you guess who it is? Oh, man, I just got up. Um, <laughs> Wake up, David. Kind of, kind of- John Kinda J. Romero's early. and Monica Zamora's favorite defendant. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very, very, very good. You always say John J. Romero and Monica M. Zamora. How do you know it's not Monica M. Romero and John Jacob Jingleheimer Zamora? Zamora? Because, because, it, because it's, uh, because it's uh, M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr., both judges in New Mexico. That's, that's, that's because that's why. That's how I know. Just... It doesn't doesn't matter what the publicity is. Just get the name right. All right. Well, before you right. before you go though, like Richie Rich had a question for you that he wanted to ask. Fire away, Richie. Is that Fire really Richie. is that really you in the speedo on your Twitter profile pic? That is me. I there could rock go. a speedo. Dude. Is it a is it a tangerine I speedo? I think it was just a like, bluish speedo. Blue, it blue blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you support that? Class? I support. I support blue no. and yellow. Well, actually, it's funny. I had a girlfriend from pretty close to Ukraine at that time. As a matter of fact, she's the one that took the picture. Already unbelievable. <laughs> Already unbelievable. 
Yes. So anyway, um, there's there's another judge that we to, to add into the fun. No, um, we just remembered Jay, these two names. There's a well. You expect we, way we, too we much of us, David. Captain Captain changes it up. I'm going to change it up. So Jane Jane Yohalem, ironically, who used to be my lawyer, who won my unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals, where ironically, M. Monica Zamora is now a judge at the at the very court that that overruled her. In fact, she was the chief judge. But Jane Yohalem, my lawyer, is now her peer on the New Mexico Court of Appeals, and I and I don't think that Jane ever heard uh, what happened with that uh, fabulous win that she got for us. And and I, I wanted to. Uh, to communicate to Jane because in New Mexico, um, they, she will hear it. It will be uh, make its way to her. So Jane Yohalem, what happened with your win at the New Mexico Court of Appeals is you succeeded in getting a decision that says uh, uh, M. Monica Zamora uh, illegally adopted a man's child to somebody else, and we reversed that and Monica Zamora, because you did that illegally. And we remand it back down to John J. Romero Jr. for, quote, appropriate action. And what happened with that appropriate action, Jane Yohalem, and see if you approve of this, uh, Jane Yohalem is very involved in trying to get things right in the state of New Mexico regarding children's law. So, I, I think Jane, you're about to find out that she's really on their team. Well, that may that may very well be, but that would be kind of odd because her husband is Daniel Yohalem, and he's a civil rights attorney. So if he's going to be a civil rights attorney and be married to Jane, um, I told you New Mexico is rather nepotistic Wait. and incestuous. And huh? Do, does that mean that there's such a thing as uncivil rights? There, 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 there must be. There's got to be. But anyway, so what happened, Jane? What happened with your decision is Judge John J. Romero Jr. took uh, taking appropriate action uh, order from the higher court to mean that he could do absolutely nothing. And what I mean by nothing is what he did is he accepted my motion for reunification therapy with my children. But what? But then what happened is I went to the reunification therapist. There's a very short list of people to choose from, and the courts generally will say, no, we, we're not. You can't use that person. You got to use this person that we approve of. Yep, yep. And so I went to the. I went to the person that the court approved of, and I, I detected a communism. And so I sought a second opinion, and I guess this will be continued because I hear the music. On another night. Thanks for On the another call, night. Man. We look forward to your ongoing saga here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is the phone number. More coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. John 
Young Jay Romero and M. Monica Zamora. And some new chick. Yeah, whatever the heck her name was. Like his attorney or whatever. Zandria Lansky. Uh, yeah, Zane Lamprey. He was in town recently. Okay. Do you know who Zane Lamprey is? No, but I'll take your word uh, for it. He, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, he actually stole my dream job. Okay. So back in probably early aughts, mid aughts, something like that, there was a television show called Three Sheets. And it was this guy, Zane Lamprey. And basically his job was to go around to different bars and drink. And they would film it. And and it was great, right? It was like he would just go and meet people. They'd talk about how unique their bar is. And, like, it started, like, he would just go around to different cities in the U.S., right? Mega low budget, like, uh, reality show style, couple of cameras, maybe two, three dudes tops for their whole entire crew. And, And it was great. And I'm like, that is a great job. I must have this job. And then the second season came up, and they went international. So now he's in, like, Ireland and Three Scotland and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So he's meeting, like, and I'm like, this dude has taken my job. So anyway. So there used to be activists around here that used to have their own, like, TV shows on the local public access. Yeah. I'm sure you could make that happen. Yeah. With a mobile film crew. Four yeah. sheets. Yeah. Make it yeah. one better. Yeah. Or 420 sheets. Or drinking <laughs> drinking oh. with the captain. Right. Per diem. Call it per diem. Because that's fancy for drinking. Cocktails with kick-ass. There you go. That's what I called my... Uh, my you like your my, own half an hour stop on... That's what I called my, my fork fest. Uh, we'll call it an event, I guess. Okay. Basically, all I did was just bring booze and be like, hey, uh, open bar, donations, you know. Kind yeah. of thing. Someone Cocktails will kick ass, and it, people would bring firewood, and you know, we just sit around and, and drink, and it was great. It's a good time. Camp there out, you, go. you know. So anyway, I don't know why I brought all. Oh, Zane Lamprey was in, in town because uh, he's also a stand-up comedian. He was doing some stand-up comedy, and oh, well, I missed it, of course, because I didn't know. I find out like it's weird. You would think that in the digital age, information travels fast that you wouldn't miss out on stuff like that. But I find myself routinely going, oh, I totally missed out on it. Cause like they'll continue to advertise after the event has happened for or some it's reason. it's at the bottom of your news feed. Right. Like they don't want you to see it. Well, you right? got to subscribe to those pages directly. Yeah. Well, they're, they're missing their target demographic is all I'm okay. saying. I'm just saying, just saying, I take the show sell out. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Because if so, they don't care that they missed you. That's true. <laughs> it's hard to complain at a place that's doing well. Uh, so let's circle back to this bit about the cops wake up an entire neighborhood blasting Disney music to avoid being posted to YouTube. Now, I seem to remember having like, I think it was one of these, you cut it out of the back of a box of cereal. And it was like a 45-speed oh, record yeah, yeah. that you could put on your record player. And I'm right. pretty sure it was Disney music. I wow. I can't name a song. I can't name... Under the Sea? A song that's specifically Disney. Oh. Under the Sea? Mm. From The Little Mermaid? Yeah, that's it's like everyone's favorite. way before my time. No, no, way not. after your yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, way after his time. Or yeah, I'm way sorry, after, way after my yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, you're I'm way before, your, you're before your time. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. That's my favorite one. Um, so do you guys know any like legit Disney songs? Like, can you name one? I just the did. Lion King. Na- name another one. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, Kiss the Girl, also from The Little Mermaid. Do you Clearly know any that favorite. didn't come from The Little Mermaid? <laughs> Finding like, Nemo? Like, I know the, uh, uh, who's the leader of the club that's made for you and me? M-I-C-K-E-Y. That one, yeah. You know, So maybe they're playing that. 
That would be funny. Boy, Talk about waking up the neighborhood with that. That would be funny. Of course, you know me. I'd I'd want to get the one from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, right? It's M-A-R-T-Y-M-O-O-S-E, <laughs> Marty Moose. Right? <laughs> All right, so what are cops doing? Waking up entire neighborhoods, blasting Disney music. Let's find out. From Santa Ana, California. Last summer, police began a trend in which they would play copyrighted music while being filmed, so those videos could not be posted on YouTube due to copyright issues. Fast forward to this spring, and this practice has taken on an entirely new and Orwellian presentation, with entire neighborhoods being startled out of bed in the middle of the night by cops blasting music over their loudspeakers, all in an effort to avoid transparency. Oh, I've got another one for you. I just thought of it. Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. (laughs) How much have you had to drink today? What are you talking about? I don't drink at all. That, that sounded like pure drunkenness. Oh, no. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Kahuna. Steve Kahuna. He's not here. It means what? It means no worries. Oh, like Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy? No, like Hakuna Matata. Captain continues. Yes. For years, the Free Thought Project has maintained a YouTube channel in which Hundreds uh, of police interactions have been posted on several occasions. They were hit with copyright strikes. This sounds just like what happened to Free Talk Live, but not because we posted music or copyrighted material, but because somewhere inside of one of those videos, a song was playing on the radio or in the background. And this happens to more than just... uh, It's ridiculous that background that they're considering background music, like... Yeah, copyrightable. The, there is. Hmm, I'm trying to remember. It, I believe it's called a incidental performance. I think is the, right. the legal terminology. Well, use? No, that's fair, not use fair use is different. Fair use is something that uh, you can't claim in front. You can only claim as a defense. And I know this because of parody law. Uh, right. When you when you make fun of somebody's song by changing the lyrics to it. And making that into a parody song, that's what these are called, Weird Al Yankovic, mm-hmm. uh, for, is the most famous parody artist of all time in all of human history. Um, the defense is fair use, right? Because you have to allow for things like education, satire, comedy, uh, public commentary, political discourse. This is why, like, your local television station can show the sports replays from any major, you know, type of like the NFL or Major League Baseball because they're granted fair use to report on it, but they can't show it in its its entirety, right? And uh, and so within those even is sometimes incidental copyright, right? Like, uh, I don't know, if you go to like an NFL game, oftentimes they'll crank, you know, some sort of music. We are the champions or something. And so that would technically be a copyright, but they allow that. So I don't understand how this these cops playing Disney wouldn't be considered the same. Maybe it's just volume. I don't, you know. I think, well, it's probably that they're playing into the algorithm, right? The algorithm. Or the weird algorithm. Okay. Yes. the weird And the algorithm hears the music and immediately strikes it. Um, without any right because it's automated automated. right it's automated instead of produced and published so i I think that so if you're live streaming that it could be an issue but if you download it to your computer and you time stretch it or pitch shift it a little bit it may not pick up on that algorithm right there are ways to avoid the algorithms uh sometimes you can watch a video 
online somewhere and you'll you'll be like this song sounds a little weird i don't yep it's yeah. because of what or they'll do the video they'll zoom in they'll crop something out so it's not exactly or or you know you, you could take a, a off of your television set television set do you call them television sets i don't know but you could shoot it with your phone and you can post that and it won't get flagged right just start using odyssey yeah just start using odyssey. right people uh, when police in Santa Ana showed up to a vehicle theft investigation Monday night, local YouTuber Santa Ana Audits took to practicing his constitutionally protected right to film police in public. But police had no interest in being filmed, <laughs> and they didn't care if they had to wake up an entire neighborhood of sleeping children to get their point across. The tactics didn't work, at least for now, and video of the officers distribu- uh, disturbing the piece is available for the world to see. There's a link in the article. We'll post this. Not to YouTube, though. (laughs) Is that? Well, we'll find out. All right. I imagine they have an Odyssey channel. I imagine they have an Odyssey channel. I would hope so. In the video posted to the Santa Ana Audits page, so that's YouTube, police are heard blasting, you've got a friend in me. I was going to say that. But you didn't, and now it's too late. No credit. I'll take your word for it. That's what I'll do. A whole new world from Aladdin. Uh, it's from the Disney Pixar film Toy Story, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as time rolls on, they move to We Don't Talk About Bruno, and then Un Poco Loco, and other Disney hits. I really haven't heard of really any of those. So yeah, they had it planned. I'm, I'm apparently too old for Disney hits. 603-283-6160. How would you react? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight. This is Free Talk Live. In the studio, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. Uh, I want to take a second to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there right now. Click on Get Started at the top of their webpage. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable cryptocurrency user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all in a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. Some uh, good people doing good work over there. All right. So. Songs the captain has never heard of. Yes. The Disney stuff. Disney songs. Um, The only thing that I really, like, I remember growing up as a kid seeing, like, you know, Mickey Mouse and Pluto and, you know, those types of Disney stuff. The one thing that stood out to me, though, was uh, in the. I want to say like the late 70s, 77, 78, maybe. In That's that a late pocket, 70s, yeah. In that pocket, um, there was a film that was very unlike any Disney film before it, and it was called Something Wicked This Way Comes. It was basically mm-hmm. Disney's attempt at a horror movie. 
Whoa. Oh. But it was not rated R. R. But for Disney, it was pretty creepy. It's about this uh, traveling carnival kind of thing, and some evil follows it around, and you know, it's surrounded by mystery and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and in fact, uh, I'm trying to remember, was it was it Testament? Some thrash metal band did a uh, uh, a song that was called Something Wicked This Way Comes, and it was basically, they had seen that movie, and they were like, I didn't know Disney put out a horror movie back in the 70s, and so they wrote a song about it. Wow. And then I remembered that. But that's like, it's about all of the, di- like, early on. I don't on, think that counts as a Disney song, though. No, it doesn't. It was based but on But I'm just a saying, movie. like, this is, okay. all I, this is all I remember of Disney. The other thing I remember about uh, uh, Disney uh, is that uh, one of my first jobs was a telemarketer. Okay. And we used to sell subscriptions to children's books. Dr. Seuss, Cat in the Hat, Disney, obviously, was part of that. Um, and we'd you know, call up moms and grandmas. Oh, you got kids? Yeah, hey, you need these books. Oh, yeah, we do need these books. And they'd buy it and whatever. So that was, you know, my first uh, my first speaking gig, really, telemarketing. Yeah. <laughs> Whistle while you work? Like, here was oh, the interview, the too. Seven Dwarves. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Seven Dwarves. Well, they're, they're, they can't call them Dwarves, can you? The Seven Little People? You're getting in trouble here. The Seven Midgets? Is that, I oh, I can't know. say that either? I, I don't know. Oh, well, there goes my parody <laughs> song about midgets. <laughs> um Gosh, I had a point there about the Disney stuff, and well, it's escaped me. So, let's... well, you were talking about the mo- the the horror movie, yeah, and the thrash metal song, yeah. I stepped out of my train of thought, and I've been pandering all over the avenue of consideration. Any phone calls coming in? No, to save them, nothing. We're Trains gonna... don't run on time. <laughs> let's let's go back to the article and see where that leads us. That'll help. Uh, the article says the tactics that the police used of you know blasting disney music did not work at least for now uh in the story posted uh, the police are heard blasting you've got a friend in me uh and some other hits the man filming appears to be the only one who cares about respecting the sleeping neighborhood and tells the officers to have some respect for the neighbors police showed no such respect Santa- was he woken up in the middle of the like <laughs> what the hell are these guys i'm gonna go film this now what the or is that a First Amendment audit guy? Uh, it, well, yeah, the guy's got audit in his uh, YouTube channel okay, name, right, so right. I'm certain that that's what he was about. Uh, Santa Ana Council Member Jonathan Hernandez lives in this neighborhood and was shaken out of bed by the music, telling ABC7 how the music was discomforting, playing so loudly at such a late hour. Oh, that's what the police did wrong. They pissed off a politician. Wow, and they talked to ABC? That's owned by Disney. Oh, interesting. Wow. It was eerie, and it was discomforting because you don't hear Disney music being played at that loud near 11 o'clock. It was only 11 o'clock. <laughs> near 11 o'clock at night, Hernandez told ABC7. I thought this was going to be like 2 in the morning, or, you know, bar clothes or something. You know, some, some you know, drunken single parent left a Disney CD <laughs> in their car and got in and just cranked it up before they drove no, away the from the bar. <laughs> It was eerie, uh, according to this guy. Uh, after he woke up, Hernandez went outside to confront the officers for such disrespectful behavior. See, Wh- they could have left him inside his own house if they had not played the music. Why are you doing this, Hernandez asked, to which the officer had no problem replying, because they get copyright infringement. So the wow, cops just openly admitting. It. Well, because you're not going to get it on video. That's it doesn't pre- have to worry about being recorded. That's premeditated. Well, which apparently they did, uh, right. you know, so... The man filming then chimes in saying it's because he knows I have a YouTube channel. 
I'm embarrassed that this is how you're treating my neighbors. There's children here. Have some respect for my community, Hernandez said. The officer then made the admission that they were wrong and actually apologized. I realized I made a mistake, sir. I apologize. So now he's backing down to the politician, yeah. right? Yeah. Professor of Music and Copyright at Berkeley Online, Dr. E. Michael Harrington. What's his first name? Dr. E. Michael Harrington. <laughs> What's E stand for? I don't, uh, e. I don't e. Maybe that's Edward. his drug of choice. E. All right. Dr. E. <laughs> Edward <laughs> we're gonna like at some point in the future we're gonna come upon this guy again and be like he used to be known as Doctor E Michael Hampton but now he's only known as Doctor E. <laughs> the E is for evil. Yeah, Doctor Evil. Anyway, uh, Doctor E Michael Harrington, professor of music and copyright at Berkeley Online, told ABC that this practice is likely illegal. I think it's clearly illegal because it is a public performance. Uh-huh. Ah, ah, now it. we're on. Harrington said of the officers blasting the music in the middle of the night, waking up the neighbors. What's more, the officers' attempt to avoid accountability by playing this music opens up the person filming to potential fines and bans. Harrington said copyright fines can run anywhere from $750 to $150,000. If you're a metal band on a Friday night. <sighs> yeah. It's sad that like there's more money involved in copyright violation than there is in actually like making and performing live music. The problem with it being illegal too is the cops are just going to investigate themselves and declare that they've they done nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. YouTube has bots that go around and they match the song they're hearing and then if that's on YouTube and it wasn't cleared, then the music, the song, the recording, the copyright, everything, the whole thing gets taken down. And then the person who posted it, who's trying to be a good citizen to say, hey, watch what this cop did or cops, they should be prosecuted. That person now gets a copyright strike for doing an act that's far more important than what the cops are doing, Harrington said, reiterating what we pointed out above. Got to edit out your music, put in some public's, public works music in there, <laughs> put the subtitles for what the cops are saying. Right, right. Police claim there is now an investigation underway and refuse to elaborate any further. <laughs> See, investigate themselves. Yeah, it's an internal investigation. Uh... Releasing only the following canned statement. Quote, my expectation is that all police department employees perform their duties with dignity and respect in the community we are hired to serve. Chief David Valentin, not Valentine, Valentin, said... And then they've got a, BS. a video. Sounds like a consultant came up with that line. Uh, his initials PR are firm. <laughs> hey, PR he's a, firm. Hey, he's a he's a cop, and his initials are DV. Domestic violence. Yeah, forty percent. I thought forty percent don't abuse, or is it the other way around? I thought it's for at least forty percent do. Oh, okay. Double it and add ten percent. Well, and we know how the government statistics work. Too, right. So what I say, double it and add 10%. Yeah. 90%. <laughs> uh, this is just such a crock. I mean, this whole thing, it happened because something went viral. Somebody did this and somebody got their thing and it went viral. That, hey, this guy's stuff got there. And then the cops are like, hey, we got an idea. Well, that's what we were talking about before. It's like we've seen stories like this yeah. in the past, but now it's systemic. Like it's standard operating procedure. If we're going to beat somebody up, play some music that's going to get copyright strike, right? So then nobody can play it on YouTube. Yeah. And it's covered up. Well, it's yeah. like the TikTok videos of the nurses. Well, that hospital did it, so we have to do it. And everyone's got a TikTok video of the nurses doing whatever in a COVID ward. So I think the same thing. The cops are going to go, hey, work for them. 
Let's do it. There's gonna have a there's, there's gonna be a, a sound squad car with a big speaker on the top that blasts <laughs> Disney <Blues> music. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you two girls. <laughs> the YouTube sound police have arrived on the scene. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the number if you'd like to join us. Our number two of Free Talk Live is next. Scotch, scotch, here it goes down, down into my belly. Anyone? Anchorman? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy? I'm Ron Burgundy. It's got real bits of panther in it, so you know it's good. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. <laughs> Sex Panther by Odeon. The telephone number is 603283. 6160 again 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us here on Free Talk Live in the studio I am your host the Reverend Captain Kickass joining me tonight Steve Classic and Rich Rich welcome back Steve Classic Thank by you. the way it's been yeah, it's a, a bit since we've had you on and yes. uh, you know Nikki's still off uh, you know gallivanting whatever she's Left doing Left coast yeah and uh, so we'll uh, we'll have you on a few times. Thank you. Yes, it was madness. Madness in March. It was sports stuff. Sadly, you're far le- you're far less attractive, but you know you at least have radio experience. So. Other than you were much, yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I can fix the compressor up there. You can and have. Oh, yes, and you will do it again. I'm sure. I believe you. Is well, that the line? I believe you. No, it was. Uh, I'll take your word. I'll take. For you, I'll for take your word. For it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the translation of that? I'll take your word for it. It's just a dismissal. It's oh. like, I, it's, I don't want to argue anymore. I'll take your word for it. And that just shuts right. down like, the... I don't... Whatever you're saying is so uninteresting <laughs> and unimportant to me that I don't want to verify. I don't want to research. I don't want to, like, counterpoint. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. The, the, the translation of I'm just saying, saying is, is, is dumbass. Right. Right, so... And then whatever is... If you want to low-key call somebody a dumbass, just, just end your it. sentence with them. Just saying. Or it started with, I'm just saying. Here's like, what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Just like, say- Richie, I'm just saying, and then go, you know, continue uh, right. on. The other point. one is, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't understand that one. Yeah, I catch people saying it all the time. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah no. Like, what is it? Is it yeah or no? It's, it's yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Pick one. yeah, no. Yeah, no. You know. Yeah, you no. Know. Was yeah, a, no. Yes yeah. or no. Like, hey, do you want to go to the party? Yeah, yeah. no. Well, well, which is <laughs> it? Yeah, no. You know. All right. We'll come back to, right. you know. <laughs> And we're, we'll take your word for it. And and uh, what's the other one? Whatever. Uh, I'm no, just saying. Just, just saying. But first, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, that our city, Albuquerque, we're going to have um, designated homeless camps authorized by the city. And this is the first time they're going to do this. So wait, up until now, any homeless camp was unauthorized. Anarchy. Well, that's correct. That's correct. So anytime, well, they would. Uh, it's like if they would have too much of the homeless, and they get complaints, they could they could legally go there and raid them, throw them out, and give them two. I think they gave them two days to move out. Yep. 
or they would just take all of their stuff, tents, everything, throw them in the dump. Yep. And what they have the where? authority. They're homeless. Well, they're they're yeah, tents, yeah. right? So they sent yeah, yeah. they, yeah, they the set campsite. up these camps. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was a, a popular campsite, um, like downtown, the Coronado Park, where they have already been set up, but. But but these cans they're they're well, not going to allow dope dealing, dope usage, needles, uh, crack pipes. That's not going to be authorized, and also drinking. Well, I have a, uh, a I have a question. Are mm-hmm. they are they making these people like buy a homeless license or something? How are how are these camps going to be authorized? What what form does that take? What do these homeless people have to do? Hopefully, it's just the cops not raiding the camps. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a, I, I don't think they, they're not going to give them a, a license, but they're going to have portable showers, and they're going to have storage facilities for the homeless to put their belongings for free. Okay. And they're going to also have uh, empty parking lots for people to park their cars, people that are living out of a car. Well, when are but you moving into one of these it. camps then, Sarah? Like, I have to ask. <laughs> it sounds like everything's being provided for you. It sounds like uh, communism, really. Well, you know, if I get into a big spat with my roommate, if I have a lot of disagreements um, with my Richard, you know, we might, I might wind up there. I mean, but I'm not hoping we're we're getting along okay so far. But, you know, things, you know, you never could predict with life. You know what I mean? Your housing situation could. But you're not, you're not like itching to go move into the homeless camp, right? Because they, they get no, free storage but, and they're not going to get raided and there's going to be crack pipes and all that kind of stuff. No, well, she said no, no, no they're not, that, that's the whole thing is that they're going to make it illegal. You're not supposed to. You're, they catch you with dope dealings well, and. Well, well I mean, crack is already illegal. How much more illegal can it get? Dealing within the camp. No, but they, you cannot do it in that park. It's not a homeless camp for you to buy all the dope you want. It's and, unauthorized. Right, right now it's unauthorized, but they're not throwing so all the. Homeless is it authorized out. everywhere else? The crack or the vacancy? No, no. The thing is, it's it's they're going to have a designated area where you can legally, and but all the other ones will going to camp out in little clusters. They're like little barnacles, you know, like. Um, that grow like muscle barnacles that like uh, grow all over the place and they get all thrown out after a couple of weeks, um, you know, huh, underneath the, the freeways it. and stuff like that. I mean, but I, I, I do not like them cause I'm, I, I'm feeling like really terrified every time I walk by these tents cause they act like I'm invading their uh, housing. You know, they act like they were invading their territory and they get very aggressive. Oh, invading. And, oh, okay. Well, so, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know what I mean? And if I don't they've homesteaded that, that area with the tent, you've kind of invaded. Well, the thing is, they all get run down. Um, but, the, uh, but the thing is, they have to do this because remember the rental, the rent, all the rent are going up now. Yep, yep. So, um, like, a, uh, one of Apartment used to be about seven hundred dollars. Now it's going for one thousand two hundred. Thank so you, government. So they're just going to thank you, inflation. Thank you, gentrification. Thank you, government. Thank you, Federal Reserve. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're, it's coming to the point where the cities they're having designated campsites. So we'll just see how how this pans out. And so, all right, well, I, um, but you, you know, know what, if, I, I'm. I'm sorry. Uh-huh, if, but if, here's another thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. Uh, you know what? You the ahead. thing is, I'm, I don't want to go there because their toilets are going to be porta potties. Oh don't my go God, there. that's a nightmare. Well, but if so they're, I, if they're porta potties, you can <laughs> take them anywhere you want. So if you don't like where you're going to go, you can move it to somewhere else. They're portable. No, I don't want to go into those places because I'm a germaphobe. I'll be, I'll have nightmares thinking about going inside are one you of being those forced to go? things. Like, no, but you're an adult. You, know I mean? you don't so, have to go I mean, anywhere but, you don't want to go. Got a kid being dragged well, to the homeless camp. I'm gonna do my camp. best. No, I'll pay for the efficiency. I'll, I'll dump five, six hundred dollars for a, a room just for a minute if I have to get out of here. But I'm, I don't want to wind up over there. I don't. But the way that things are going. The, with our inflation and housing, the rental price, uh, prices going up all across the country, the, the well, greedy real estate people. So I is, mean, is this camp moving near you? The no, authorized I, camp? I have, is it going to be near? I think I understand what she's saying. She's concerned with the rising cost of things that she's going to end up homeless. She may end up oh, there. But oh, doesn't want to go to that camp. Well, which there, means you can still be homeless on the street. There is good news. And thanks for the call, Sarah. There is good news in that there are uh, people, uh, assuming uh, Sarah you know, is attracted to men, there are people who consider themselves hobosexuals, <laughs> and that is that they only date the homeless because, well, when you're done with them, you just drop them off wherever. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so if that does happen to Sarah, that, you know, there's at least, you know, some hope for her romantically that she might be able to. I thought she know. wasn't interested in a romantic relationship. Well, I don't she's know. If she's not, but, yeah, she's know. worried about the porta potties. Hey, Come man, on, man. You know, uh, the homeless need love, too. You know, I'm sure they do, but it doesn't have to be her. Well, if she wasn't interested. OK, sure. But, you know, I'm just saying it's a, it's a big pool. All right, we'll take your word <laughs> just for saying. Is it a really big pool? <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen I wouldn't it. want to go anywhere near a pool with a whole bunch of homeless. <laughs> I've not here. seen the size of the the homeless pool at the authorized homeless camp okay. where the where the homosexuals <laughs> hang out trying to troll for for their latest conquest. Oh wow, like this say, is going downhill fast. If if it means they're not getting raided, right? I'm probably more for it than against it. And if it's on public property to begin with, they have equal access to that anyway. Or at least they should. Yeah, I, I I still don't see how one is authorized, the other one isn't, and how They're crack, is, one and crack is illegal and not illegal in one place and not the other. It's Mexico. 603-283-6160. Would you join a homeless camp that was authorized? This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. As Richie Rich would say, we're back. We're back. And we're back. And we're back. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. The telephone number 603-283-6160. If you would like to join us, phones are open. I want to talk about... I almost said Octopodes. Oh. And what was the other... Uh, the abiogenesis. Abiogenesis. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Peakless is not here, but it's a tribute. It's like which which call does Captain Watt from me? <laughs> is it a point? Is it a double point? Just yeah. It's yeah. marks. It's it's going to depend on how many fingers too. Like yeah. if, if it's two fingers, it's something else. If it's three fingers, it's something else. That's what I'm saying. Finger, I gotta get right. the I gotta get the signals down. Are you just saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> this from the nationalreview.com. 
Emory University, I believe this is in Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Emory University limits internet access for unboosted students. What, are they throttling the speeds? No, they're cutting them off. Oh, isn't that nice? So if you're a, a student good. at yeah. this particular uh, college and uh, you haven't you haven't done your part, would, That's you, would dumb. you like to know What's more? next, food? Oh, then they're going to have second? to go to the library and congregate with other people? <laughs> Last month, Emory University started limiting internet access and speed for students who refused to get a COVID-19 booster shot in violation of the college's vaccine policy requiring three doses. Not one, not two, but three. three. The same amount of licks it takes to get to the center <laughs> of a Tootsie, tootsie Roll. Pop. Tootsie pop. <laughs> 1,024. I've done it. Well, that's an awfully digital number. It was. <laughs> that it, is. This was before the digital thing was a thing. And it just happened to be It just happened to be about 1,024, as I recall. And you know that. That's right. Like, you didn't even have to think about it. I spent a lot lot of time licking that lollipop. (laughs) Okay. To find out exactly how many licks it took to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Captain Context here. (laughs) (laughs) The inconvenience successfully incentivized over half of the Booster reluctant students. I've not heard the phrase booster reluctant prior to this article. Wow. Reluctant? Uh, booster reluctant. reluctant. Yes. It incentivized over half of the booster reluctant students to send in their vaccination proof or request an exemption. Executive Director for COVID-19 Response and Recovery, Amir St. Clair, told Ooh. the Emory Wheel. I was trying my hand at a portmanteau. Booluctant. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I'll work on it. Keep it up. Uh, the internet restrictions applied to non-academic websites, such as gaming sites and social media platforms. Restricted students also had their Wi-Fi connections slowed, which may have interrupted their studies. Oh. Like, you think? Too bad. Get a booster. What's wrong with you? Be a good person. The Wi-Fi restrictions were a valuable compliance measure. To help promote participation, St. Clair said, our hope is that it will continue to have an impact. Students who submitted proof of a booster shot would likely have their internet access unlocked in a few days. Wow. And they get a Tootsie Pop, too. Carrots and sticks, man. (laughs) Carrots and sticks. Hope they weren't cramming for a a final, you know, that day or whatever. Uh, St. Clair had said, uh, however, it could likely take longer for Wi-Fi to be restored for students who received an exemption due to a 7 to 10 day review and approval process. How? I mean, okay, somebody says, hey, here's my paperwork. Uh, I'm exempt. How long does it take for a guy to look at that and go, yep, yep. Well, it's a state school, right? Seven to ten days, apparently, is how long that takes. Like, Walmart greeter didn't even look at the paperwork. He just went, oh, exempt, okay. Right this way, sir. Yeah. Some, something I could look at and go, yep. Oh, oh you forgot to fill something out. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah, that field right check there. Checkbox you know, right yeah. there. Check you, have to, you have to go back down the hall. <laughs> fill Get out back in line. <laughs> back of the line, another seven to ten days. <laughs> you know, that's how government works. Uh, seven to ten day review and approval process, he suggested. Hopefully this radicalizes some people. Maybe. 
Is there hope? I mean, is that wishful thinking of my part? I think they'll you go. mean normalize? Like make people like feel like, hey, freedom's important and I shouldn't be forced to do things I don't want to do. And Sure. You know, I mean, that's normal to me. I'll accept the word normal for that. Yeah. I think that if they already have two shots, they're they're not a free range human anymore. Yeah, what's what's radical is acquiescing to government's insistence that you take uh, some form of experimental medical procedure into your body uh, before I mean, really anything has is known about it. Hey, you, but you get your Wi Fi though. Do you, you think it's the two shotters putting up a fight? Like, I'm not getting the, I got my two, I'm not getting a third. I think there is some vaccine hesitancy for the booster. I I believe booster reluctancy is the terminology we're using in this article. Oh, right, right, right. That's the official term. He said students who don't acquiesce could face further penalties, but he did not specify whether suspension or expulsion would be amongst them. Oh, you get a dial-up modem. Please be expulsion. (laughs) Please be expulsion. In February, students who did not comply with the January booster deadline were notified that their Wi-Fi would be restricted. <laughs> we will write a very stern letter, and if you don't comply, we will be forced to write another sternly worded letter. They, they probably didn't send it by email because the Wi-Fi was cut off. They had to Are they going to get they the email? If they, don't, yeah. they had to mail it, so it took another five <laughs> to ten days to get there. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> the stupidity is... Strong. Just fix. drop out. Drop out and get a job. I mean, you'll be better off. Oddly enough, when I did go to school for audio engineering, uh, basically everything that I learned in that school, I can now watch on YouTube. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I paid $13,000 at the time for, you know, the, the one year, the whatever it is, the NASM, certificate. The certificate. The certificate. Yeah, 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 certificate. Where's yeah. the certificate? Do you still have it? I know. I'm sure I burnt it a long time ago. (laughs) Framed above the mantle. (laughs) Along with several other unimportant government documents. Yeah. Not that my certificate was a government document, but it was accredited, so it was recognized by the government. Yeah, they must get some some money. I could have used, like, something to go into, like, a regular college and be like, oh, I already get credit for that because I spent $13,000. Right. On a thing I could... Right. You could skip your communications course. I could have waited, like, 15 years and just watched YouTube videos for it's that waiting 15 years. Totally worth it. I mean, it did help in ways, but like it really never paid for itself. And I okay. totally regret the. I met a lot of really cool people, musicians, and that kind of thing. So, like, that was fun and almost worth the price. But it's I could have. I could have. It's the network. I probably could have just gone there and gotten a job at the school and reaped the same benefits. Wait, that I you, you got into the parties by just hanging out with the yeah, students, that's right? True. It's yeah. true. Just get a road case and say, I'm with the audio <laughs> school. Where do I put this? Uh, at any rate, this university saw a slight uptick in cases last month with 53 cases reported among students, wow. faculty, and staff in late March versus only 35 cases reported. That's we, an uptick. Blah, blah, blah. The mathematicians are figuring that out. <laughs> this is significant. I mean, they're sanctioning these students is what they're doing. Of course. Uh, you want to use the political term of what's going on. Internet you know, apartheid. Uh, yeah. They're, they're sanctioning these. They're, they're limiting their access to the World Wide Web and interfering with their studies because of their lack of compliance with their medical mandates. 603-283-6160. Would you comply? Come on and listen to Free Talk Live seven nights a week. From 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 
That's when we're live. We're live. And you know you got the time. And if you're not hearing us live on the radio, why, you can just pop over to freetalklive.com. And there are many options for you to choose from on how to listen over there. Or, uh, I don't know why you'd want to, but you can stream the video live over at video.freetalklive.com because well, we all have faces for radio. Well, I, I like to dial in and listen on the phone without using data. To the, listen, to the, the listen line, the for listen example? line, yeah, yeah. It's a great way to catch the show if you don't want to use data on your phone. Punches numbers in. Doesn't dial in. We've covered this. The, the listen, di- not the call in. The dial. What's it called? The, the listen line. The listen line. The listen line is six four one seven nine three zero one nine one. If you just want to listen, but if you want to call, you have to dial six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to get on the air, get your voice heard, and talk to us, I can call it now. But we'll, a delay. Do you want to listen to yourself that badly? You have no, I have the headphones. On, so I got the headphones. Be, I'm fine. Thanks. You'll be able to hear yourself in live time yeah. without delay. It's always good to review the show after the show, I'm, though. I'm just saying. Just I've say. never done that. Oh, I have. I'm You've an engineer. never reviewed the show after the show? I have to listen to it. No, I don't listen to my own shows. Oh, you should. <laughs> I, I've done it the first time. I remember what happened. <laughs> well, so I got into this habit um, with doing the band thing, right? Because uh, the singer, being that he had no gear to set up or tear down, he would bring a video camera. Okay. And either tape or, you know, micro SD card, whatever, you know, media. You know, <laughs> micro SD card. Du jour, uh, spanning the time frame of VHS right. all the way through, uh, <laughs> solid state, extra super mega micro SD card, whatever the the, the mini micro SDs are now. Oh, they're tiny. Yeah. It's anyway, like a chiclet. Uh, so we would we would do what's called film study. Now in sports they do this, right? They're watching film. They they watch film of the previous game. They yeah. break down film of like, oh, what did the opponent do, and how did I fake him out of this move, and like, oh, I juked left when you know sure. he went right or whatever. And so we got to do that as a band. And what we discovered is, because we were a three-piece to start out with, is that while we were well-rehearsed, we were kind of boring to watch. Okay. Because we weren't doing a lot of moving, you know, the thrash metal we were playing was pretty intricate, so you can't just be running around, bouncing around stage and not screw up your song. Right. So that's when we decided to hire an actual frontman. Oh. Let him jump around. And that's exactly what what we found was a guy who can run around, jump around, and, you know, do all the fun stuff while we just sit there and sort of jam out. Right. Do the mathematics of, of, But it was because of our film study that we discovered this and we improved ourselves as a band because we did our own film study. So, uh, you know, I don't recommend you listen to every show, but you should at least listen to one or two. Well, what have you learned from listening back? I have learned, I have learned and overcome to some extent, for the most part. That I have certain um, verbal crutches, okay, if you will. Um, <laughs> is one of them. I also like to say you know a lot. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I know. You know, I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. Yeah, no. So listening to that, it just helps you improve as a speaker. Uh, I'm not the greatest, you know, radio guy in the world. See, I just I said you know. <laughs> and that's my crap. Wow. So we were talking about uh, Emory University, which has begun limiting Internet access and speed for students who refuse to get a COVID-19 booster. And I just wanted to finish this up with what these folks are saying, because they talk about, you know, the statistics of COVID surrounding Atlanta and thus the university here that's in Atlanta and how many cases they've had, et cetera, and 35, so 35, and then it went to 50. Yeah. 
so I believe this is uh, Mr. St. Clair who's saying, we will empower everybody to create an inclusive environment where people make good decisions for their own safety and health. St. Clair said, there's nothing preceding having a good conversation and dialogue about that. Except that's not what they're doing. It's they're not, not a dialogue. Not, there's no dialogue. There's no conversation. They're not empowering everybody to create an inclusive environment. Before I talk to my friends, we exchange our booster vax passes <laughs> to make sure that it's still okay to talk to each other. Oh, that's creepy. You say that with Yeah, such... I'm going to tell them to throttle your Wi-Fi if you don't show me. Because yeah. I'm sure there's people that do it. I still see people driving around with masks on, oh, yeah. alone in the car. I know. They're they're handing out Vax passes, trading it. While, you start a collection? Do <laughs> you start a GoFundMe or something? No, no. I mean, like like trading cards, trading Vax oh, passes. Collect all, right. all four. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While many you have US. The free Talk Live collection? <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. Do it as an NFT. Screw it. Oh, downloadable. I think you might be onto something. Sure. Then we get to keep the pass, and then someone else just owns it. You could fractionally sell it. Uh, just to finish off the article, while many U.S. <laughs> colleges require that students receive two COVID-19 shots, the original definition of full vaccination as a condition of enrollment or attendance in person, fewer colleges are also requiring the third booster dose. So They follow CDC mm. guidelines. You decide. Choose your own adventure. You decide. Do you want to go to an education facility that basically forces their will upon you but says horse hockey, like, we will empower everybody to create an inclusive environment where people make good decisions for their own safety and health? It's a dialogue. It's also like (laughs) hazing. They're going to do that to them and then send them out into the world, and they're going to get it back on the next guy. Right. It is hazing. It is bullying. Of course medical hazing. Yeah, medical bullying. Yeah. I still, uh, some years ago, maybe more than a decade or so now, there was this big like social movement against bullying. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. The anti-bullying. And you saw public service messages. You saw celebrities and, you know, all sorts of people. Don't I'm, be I'm a bully. You, don't be a bully. And if mm-hmm. you see bullying, you call the bully hotline and you tell them, you tell an adult <laughs> about the bully and blah, blah, blah. And they'll the send a this, bigger a bully, bully to bully the bully. We should call the bully hotline on this guy. And what they failed to realize, or, I mean, I pointed it out, but, like, I'm just one man, right? I can only have so much effect. Uh, but Your voice is heard by millions. One man. One man can make a difference. That's the old Knight Rider <laughs> intro. Anyway, what they failed to realize, of course, is that government in and of itself meets the definition of bullying. Yes. It's not a dialogue. There's no dialogue. <laughs> no, there's, there's no, no conversation. Dialogue. It just is. <laughs> it's one uh, way. If you if you look at the definition of bullying and then you take a look at what government does and how, more importantly, how they get anything done, you realize that, oh, well, they just didn't put the mirror up to themselves when they're discussing all this kind of stuff. They also fit the definition for terrorism, too. They do, yes, which is super interesting. You also, can't, You can't call a hotline to, to report them, either. Who can you call right, to report yeah, that? Yeah, There's nobody. You call Russia. Well, there is nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't call anybody. <laughs> call uh, Free Talk Live. We'll hear, we'll hear your yeah, story. We'll, we'll listen to you. What's uh, the phone number, Captain? 603-283-6160. <laughs> Um, so you're correct with the uh, definition of terrorist. In fact, uh, during the post 9-11, you know, sort of 
the first few days or whatever, uh, the government was very high on using the word terrorist to describe the people who, you know, did the thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, they struggled, actually, with uh, releasing an official definition of terrorism because they knew that it also (laughs) could be pointed back at them. Like, ah, we can't Mm -hmm. use that word. And we got, no, we don't like that. We do that. The other thing about uh, governments and this type of thing, uh, the the misuse of, of words and terminology, is that uh, they like to call folks like us here at Free Talk Live domestic terrorists. Call the domestic terrorist hotline right now. <laughs> at 603-283-6160. If you'd you like could to join be a domestic terrorist, too. If you supported Ron Paul in 2008, you could be a domestic, <laughs> domestic terrorist. So there's a couple of things. Number one, this implies that out there in the world are a bunch of feral terrorists. Right? They're out there. Just like, a, um, well, you, know, you say feral, it's really the foreigners. I mean, I'm just even if talking they, about... If they like, came from yeah. there to here to terrorize... No, no, they're just undomesticated. They're okay. wild terrorists, right? They're unauthorized. They, they, they're, yeah, right? they haven't they're the been farmed yet. Yeah. They're, they're undomesticated. Right. Okay. Right? So there's, there's feral terrorists right. out there the in government the, like, the forest somewhere. Government terrorists are authorized. Like Sasquatch could be a feral terrorist, <laughs> right? Until he is brought in and... Tagged. You know, tagged, and then he's become domesticated. <laughs> 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. It's Free Talk Live. And we're back! <laughs> it's nice to see you're back today. Sweet. 603-283-6160. That's what you tell somebody when they're standing in front of you, facing the other way. Oh, nice to see you're back. <laughs> it works in line all the time. If you would like to join us, 603-283-6160. We just got done talking about a, uh, a university whose idea of uh, having a conversation in an inclusive environment where people make good decisions for their own safety with good conversations and dialogue uh, where they uh, limit students' internet. Look, I you hate that either, word, dialogue. If they, if they don't get uh, the booster, the yeah. third booster. You can either make good decisions for yourself or we're going to make it for you. It's our obligation yeah. as a school. <laughs> yeah, except I disagree with their decision being a, de- a good decision for me, and thus I am not yeah. attending their school. Not that I would, but... I want to move forward into a little more, um, oh, I don't know. Should we do Richie Rich territory? Oh, man. Here's it's about the, to go off. Well, okay. We're going off this so, planet. Well, yeah, this is sort <laughs> of inter, interplanetary. <laughs> interplanetary. I brought this in intergalactic intergalactic because I thought, intergalactic. thought Richie Rich would appreciate this. Uh, this is from BigThink.com. This says, Asteroid Impact... NASA simulation shows we are all sitting ducks. Dun, dun, dun. Even with six months notice, we can't stop an incoming asteroid. Got to train those oil riggers now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's not a question of if. It's a question of when. Okay. Uh, as, As we know, science, science, the science. Trust said, the science. Yeah, apparently Dr. Fauci himself is... No, I'm kidding. Is it weird that I'm amazed it doesn't happen more frequently? 
I also am amazed that it doesn't happen more frequently. Uh, we know that the Earth has like been the Goldilocks zone is so perfect. It's it is weird. It's yeah. almost as if it were developed. Oh, you know, like somehow, some way, created by a higher power, perhaps. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Take your word for it. Uh, an international the key takeaways from the article. Okay. At an international space conference, attendees took part in an exercise that imagined an asteroid crashing into Earth. With the object first spotted six months before impact, attendees concluded there was insufficient time for a meaningful response. Okay. So all of you folks out there who are cheering for giant asteroid in the next election, well, you know, if one shows up. Well, what? Okay, so what's a meaningful response? And <laughs> one that prevents like the, well, the elimination of the human race, I guess. It's got to be well, nuclear. They got to like try to work something nuclear in here. There are an estimated twenty five thousand NEOs, near Earth objects, potentially threatening planet Earth. Okay, currently, so, we just need Elon Musk to put up more of Starlink, and that'll deflect <laughs> any asteroid coming through there. I don't think a couple of satellites are roaming around the Earth. If they're surrounding the Earth in a protective shield. Do you guys remember the uh, the uh, the lightning rods or the the rods of steel from space? Yes. Where they were going to uh, put just basic steel rods uh, in some satellites. And then instead of launching like a nuclear bomb from a satellite they would just release one of these things and when it enters the earth's atmosphere it's big enough that it didn't completely and it it has the impact of like nuclear bombs wow yeah yeah i remember that yeah i wonder if that can go the other way could you launch a steel rod from a satellite at an asteroid hurling towards the earth and have it have that same type of could you do it in six months Ooh. Like that's if that's what they're talking about at the conference. Right? I mean, it's they like, came up with the COVID vaccine in six months. Well, I'm, and then we're not all sitting ducks. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't take it, so well, you know, I mean, they could do anything in six months. <laughs> you might have a bigger problem with an asteroid. <laughs> Doesn't require your neighbors to be doing. So, where the, the next dinosaurs? Is that the uh, the takeaway here? Well, multiplanetary the... species. Oh, we got to get out of the Earth. We have to go to to Mars. All right, they're, they're, right. they're setting the stage here. Okay. The asteroid twenty twenty one PDC was first spotted on April nineteenth, twenty twenty one, by the Pan Stars Project at the University of Hawaii. By May second, astronomers were one hundred percent certain it was going to strike Earth, somewhere between Europe and northern Africa. On October twentieth, twenty twenty one, the asteroid plowed into Europe, taking countless lives. There was absolutely nothing and anyone could do to deflect it from its deadly course. Experts could only warn a panicking population to get out of the way as soon as possible, as if it was possible. Well, All right, this is their, their. If you have that much warning, it's possible. Just move. Yeah. This <laughs> right. Just this move. is their setting of the stage. I actually don't believe a uh, government would do anything. Like if government spotted an asteroid headed toward, they, I don't think they're going to sound the alarm. They're not going to give anybody any chance really? to, yeah, because it's just going to create panic. panic. Yeah. yeah, you don't want panic. It's just okay. going to create more panic. More they would rather, they'd rather, they'd rather just be like, well, whoever dies dies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's my belief anyway that, that that's what they would do. Yeah, just increase the fluoride supply to those people and they'll be okay. I would say okay, so not a planet killer then. Because if it's a planet killer, they're going to act in their own best interest. Yeah, probably launch themselves off on space shuttles <laughs> and watch it. Whatever. The, yeah. And when you see them planning for that, right? So, uh, do you remember the the fake missile test or the fake missile launch 
in Hawaii. From Hawaii? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, like, I was still sleeping when this went off. I woke up. I looked at my phone. Oh, and the, the air raid sirens were going off, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, apparently. But I was, all I that don't stuff. Listen, I, I, yeah. all the fun Didn't stuff. wake you up. Didn't wake me up. But I looked at my phone. I went, huh. And then I jumped on online, and I kind of, like, Googled to see if it was an actual threat. And by that time, you know, the panic had passed, yeah. and it was okay. But I talked to my cousin, who was, like, up bright and early, right? And he was at some function uh, with his daughter. And at this function was, like, a local politician. Okay. And he's like, I just attached myself to that dude's hip. Like, wherever he was going, I'm going. Because if anyone's going to protect themselves, it's going to be, you know, that a-hole. Yeah. Right. So if they're taking him away, like, they're taking me with them or, you know, I'm, they're dragging me along. Huh. And hmm. I went, that's an interesting, like, well played, sir. Uh, but, yeah, so they're going to act in their own best interest. Get your congressman's schedule before <laughs> <laughs> stick with them. Uh, the above scenario, referring to the scenario we just outlined, is a result of a recently concluded NASA thought experiment. The question to the agency... Uh, that they sought to answer was this. If we discover a potentially deadly asteroid destined to hit Earth in six months, was there anything we could do to prevent a horrifying catastrophe? Or as I like to call it, a disastrophe. <laughs> That's right. Half it's, disaster, half catastrophe. Like, it's tor- a disastrophe. It's like torrible. The disturbing answer is no, not with currently available technology. While Europe can breathe easy for now, the simulation conducted by NASA's uh, JPL Center for Near-Earth Object Studies and presented at the 7th IAA Planetary Defense Conference. Is So why do they have these conferences if there's nothing we can do? There's no point in having a conference. Well, because you need more than six months. You have to start planning for this eventuality now. Uh, space agencies spot NEOs, near-Earth objects, all the time. Many are larger than 140 meters. How big I'm, is that in America? Uh, it's like three feet know. per meter. Or something. I don't know. A football field, maybe Uh, about a football field and a half. Which (laughs) means, which means they're potentially deadly. Thank you, article for for telling us that if it lands on you, if it lands on you, it's deadly. The level at which we're finding the 140 meter and larger asteroids remains pretty stable at about 500 per year. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Our protection or our projection, sorry, of the number of these objects out there is about 25,000. And we've only found a little over one-third of them so far, maybe 38% or so, said uh, Lindley Johnson, who's part of NASA's Planetary Defense Office. So, again, it either hits or it doesn't hit, right? Like sounds, Or it hits the atmosphere and burns up. Which is usually what happens, which is why people don't get panicky over it. With our current technology, spotting a near-Earth object comes down to whether we just happen to have a telescope pointing in its general direction. (laughs) To remove humanity's blind spot, NASA is developing the NEO Surveyor spacecraft, which they plan to deploy in 2025. With a bunch of politicians on it. (laughs) Probably. I mean, if we could just put them all all in a shuttle. Launch all the politicians into space. The project is being supported by the Planetary Society. There's a Planetary Society, wow. apparently. Yeah. The same organization that deployed Earth's first light sails. Uh, these would be solar-powered uh, sails. Oh. According to the Planetary Society, NEO Surveyor will be able to detect up to 90% of near-Earth objects of 140 meters or larger, yeah. which is considered to be a vast improvement. Still, detection. What can you do with detection if there's no plan for... Elimination or yeah. avoidance or, you know, something, you know, uh, maybe they could, I've seen this in the movies, they send some rockets up there to attach themselves and like slow it down. 
play like reverse thrusters. They could send Bruce Willis up there. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Would you panic if an asteroid was headed towards Earth? Talk Live. 603-283-6160. You actually might not be able to get in if you dial right now. The phones are, are packed, but keep trying. 603-283-6160. Uh, we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. Uh, I need to tell you that Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of stuff like that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off now with over a million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, Free Talk Live and our YouTube channel started receiving strikes, and the whole channel could be taken down completely at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, and so now we're streaming our show live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel simply by visiting video.freetalklive.com. Or if you want to go all in, you can download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help to seed and keep it online forever. 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 At a minimum, just visit video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today. That's video.freetalklive.com. It's like watching film. It is. You could watch the film you of the show. Film study right. of the show, right. right? You know, who's your favorite co-host? Who's your favorite first chair? You know, you could determine all of that stuff. How come he's not drinking the Moxie? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, but first, let's go to Jill in Richmond, Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Some years ago, I don't remember, I think maybe it was 2006, 2008, uh, there, I think I read in the news. It was in the news. There was supposed to be an asteroid hitting the Earth, mm-hmm. I think in 2016. So I thought the best idea would be to determine where it was and so forth and then send out a bomb and bust it up. But a few days later, the news said, forget it, it wasn't going to hit the Earth anyway. From what you've just been saying, there seems to be a whole slew of those things a lot, of, uh, all the time and they don't hit the Earth anyhow or they get burned up in the atmosphere, so I don't see any reason to panic about it. I I tend to agree with you. However, what this article is saying is that even with six months' notice, uh, sending a bomb up to attempt to you know explode it into pieces or whatever, uh, there's not enough time, or we don't have enough bombs. They they get into more of it. We haven't covered that yet, but that is what the article is saying. They're like, we're screwed, even if we have bombs to throw at it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I think pay, uh, some people just like to try to panic everybody to death. I think that's what's behind a lot of this environmentalism and what was behind these lockdowns also. Certainly, it was uh, definitely fear. Uh, the government certainly wants you to be very afraid of whatever boogeyman they're inventing <laughs> this week. 
Uh, and thank you know, you. they say about the Second Amendment, uh, the reason for the Second Amendment to, right to bear arms is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Well, the way you regulate the militia is by making them fear the government, and you do that by having the citizens armed. Uh, I like having all of the citizens armed, Jill. That's a great idea. I think more citizens should be armed. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. How big does that asteroid have to be if a nuclear bomb isn't going to yeah, take it out? 140 meters or larger, apparently, okay. according to the article. Um, you know, They're saying with our current technology... How big is Hiroshima? <laughs> they're saying with our current technology that we don't have enough to do anything about it. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll get more into that, but first, let's go to... Uh, let's go to Gigi calling from Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. My favorite co-host is the captain. I love your style. Oh, you're so sweet. I want to make two comments, gentlemen. Number one, I agree with you regarding the so-called domestic terrorism negative label placed on you. That is incorrect from a political science definition. You simply have a different political philosophy, political ideology, which you are entitled to. Also, as a former professor of international relations and political science, I very much appreciated your discussion last night on the Uyghur community, rounding that community up Mm -hmm. in concentration camps, and also the discussion you promoted regarding political executions and harvesting organs. Bravo to you on current events. Uh, thanks, Gigi. That's, uh, I, I don't understand why we'll call them mainstream media or even more alternative media uh, doesn't continuously run that because it's such a huge story. It's, Follow the yes, money. Yes, sir, you are correct. So uh, I appreciate uh, you appreciating I'm us. I'm a news junkie. So when I heard your format last night, I was very pleased because, you know, I have called previously and complimented you and Richie on cryptocurrency being advocated and discussed at length on the BBC. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I do. Yes, sir. No shout out for Steve Classic tonight? No. You got a compliment I for don't Steve? Know you, so <laughs> I don't know you or your style, so I'm learning. He's I'm wearing a chair. Bitcoin shirt. All so. right, well, I have a Bitcoin shirt on. Gigi, we'll make sure that Steve Classic gets to work on on you know winning your praise. And I, I'm I'm sorry. Go you ahead. Are, you're a Miami guy, so you know hometown. We stick up for each other. All right, we appreciate the call, Gigi. Thank you for listening. She's uh, great. Yeah, she's she's a great caller. Uh, let's move on to, we've got Breaking the Flaw calling from New Hampshire. Breaking the Flaw, you're on hey. Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Steve, Rich, Captain? Good, what's going on? Are going to be trading Vax cards I, later? Oh, Is that what's, baseball oh tickets, God, baseball no. tickets. No, please don't do that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, God, I don't want any more slave papers. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you don't somebody... want to issue them as an NFT? I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, an interesting idea. That's why I said earlier. Doing no, like, but... oh, you need to, I need to file a complaint. Oh, there's an NFT for that. Have, no. Have your, no. your tickets be an NFT, yeah. right? You know, like the, my back, if, if, I had, if I had a VAX card, 
I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about making the something similar to like a baseball card, but one for each host or co-host no, I'm saying just on every night and make cards. those NFTs. Yeah. Okay, I see. Collect vax, vax, collect vax cards and like, you know. Put them in a museum. Yeah. You could have a museum full of them. <laughs> so uh, Breaking the Flaw has been doing some uh, auditing and some cop watching. Uh, he wanted to tell us about that. What's What's going on? Yeah, uh, update uh, from last night. So um, you guys know Presenich now. He's been on the show. Um, we went out together to go down to Greenfield, Mass. First, um, but we had like the similar same thing happen to us when we came back to Keene later that night. And what it is is they they, they make fake calls. They know we're in, they know we're in town, mm-hmm. and they don't use the radio, the scanners, to do their uh, communications to the police. They use their own phones now, uh, which is interesting that they even allowed to do that. And then, uh, so like when there's an activist following us, you know, we got to make sure we hide it from the public. Um, right. And, yeah. uh, but just wait till they start playing the Disney down. music. <laughs> yeah. Have they done that to you? Well, don't give me any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just be prepared for it. Cause it seems to be going around. Yeah. Um, so both towns, they did, uh, a fake call. Right. And it's, you know, sometimes you listen to the scanner. It's not really like clear all the time. You kind of have to tune it and make it right. Well, Usually when they when they say things super clear, like, um, and this is what they said, we need three units on Darling Road. And this is in Keene, right? Mm-hmm. They said it clear as day. And we, Preston H. Now and I just knew that this was a wild goose chase. This is 10 minutes across town. You know, they just want us to drive on a dead end. Uh, and no, three units are not rushing over there, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were kind of on the way, and we are like, all right, let's just do it. Um, and then... We called out their uh, their baloney, and uh, we went down to the station, gave them a piece of our mind. You know, there's a lot of things still wrong with Keen, and we made we want to keep uh, addressing them, uh, which is police should be having body cams, and they should be carrying Narcan. Hey, do you want to hang on, break on the floor? You know? Do you want to hang on? Sure. All right, stand by. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring you back, because uh, you know, I want to hear more about this and your activism. 603-283-6160. I know, Steve Classic, you're a, an activist and have been oh, for quite I, some time. I think he was the guy who got me out of the First Amendment audits. I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts Breaking on what's going on as well. More Free Talk Live coming up. It's Free Talk Live. And we're back! <laughs> Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More with breaking the flaw coming up, and we've got more of your calls and thoughts on hold. We'll get to those momentarily. In the studio, it's myself, the captain, Steve Classic, and Richie Rich. Uh, it's coming up pretty quick. Forkfest twenty twenty two is on its way. You can join liberty minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians. From June 27th through July 3rd for for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Watch Captain drink the moxie. Yeah. Yeah, He's got to save it. Leave it in the car. I I had a week of drinking, and now I'm, I'm back on the wagon, so... You know, I I'm not drunk now, despite my vernacular gymnastics there. But he will be at Forkfest. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly intend to at Forkfest. It is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, and that one sold out for the first time in 2021. But Forkfest takes place the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it's completely decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost. 
and there's no one in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. Jeez. Almost did it again. You're going to invent the new date? The <laughs> fur. He just wants to portmanteau yeah. everything. Flim, flam, flim, flam, flim. The human torch was denied a bank loan. It's uh, one of those sibilants and alliteration oh. things that. Uh, so, like the lazy brown Anchorman. fox jumps The quick over brown the, fox yeah. jumps over, Yes. <laughs> There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, Forkfest. Dot party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, uh, including the ForkFest forum. Links to all of that and more can be found at ForkFest.party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.party. Come party with the captain. Yeah. Talking about freedom activists. Yeah. Let's bring uh, Breaking the Flaw back on the line. Speaking of freedom activists. That's, right. I, that was the segue. Oh, I, I, it right did, up I for did I segue the segue? Yes. Good job. Guys are so professional. Wow! <laughs> and I took that off of the off the read you just did. Oh, nice! Well done. Come on, come on, man! Uh, you know, I, <laughs> if Gigi had, doesn't have a grip on on you, I, I'll tell you, Steve. I I like when you're on the radio. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Mister Classic. <laughs> anyway, uh, breaking the flaw, you were telling us about your activism, and a wild the, goose chase. A wild goose chase, you say? Yeah, wild goose chase. You know. Let's uh, let's have three units on scene right away, you know, and why does the activists are there first, you know? So it was wild goose chase. So just, well, just uh, to, we went back because you guys are more yeah. responsive anyway. Yeah, just to bring our listeners up to speed <laughs> who may have just turned surprising. in, uh, Breaking the Flaw here has a YouTube channel called Breaking the Flaw. Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, you guys go out and you do what's known as cop watching or cop blocking where you, you film police. Uh, and, you yeah. know, uh, try and keep them, you know, honest or at least be good people while you do this kind of thing. What you're saying is that you were doing this uh, last night and these police somehow figured out a way to uh, give you the false impression that something was going on at the corner of whatever and whatever. And so y'all went over there only to find nothing. Yeah. And uh, I kind of knew right away when they made the call, I'm like, you know, I was like, let's play into it. Let's go prove it. Let's go show that they're not showing up and then go back to the station and complain about it. And it's the last time I'm going to take one of those calls, right? Yeah. So um, just, just just for the fact. But we didn't carry it through because they did it to, to us once before. Uh, and, again, earlier that night uh, we were in Greenfield, Mass., and they did it to us over there too. Oh. Uh, kind of funny. Monkey yeah. see, monkey do. So they do. all kind of know the game. Yeah, uh, Greenfield and Keene PD, once they find out you're in the area – they switch over to phones. They don't use the scanner. Huh. So, yeah, and, it's and, uh, and a little is ridiculous. That, but is that protocol? Yeah. Is that legal uh, for them to know. do that? I don't know if that's you know because there's no record of the call, right? There would be well, no. There, there has to be so that we should be able to get records of all those calls afterwards, which is probably no big deal. Uh, but I want to hear uh, if they're like, you know, what are they saying about us? I mean, I'm not paranoid. I'm just like. What and why are they keeping it so private? You know what I mean? It's a, it's, well, because they intend like to do bad things. Yes. If crippling. they're not doing anything wrong, what do they have to hide? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love being able to turn That's that like, on. Uh, it's quite clear. They send you where they're not going to be so they can do what they want to do without the supervision. Oh, well, it's the supervisor. He was kind of playing oblivious about everything when we talked to him at the yeah. station. But, like, you know... It, it, King PD, like, we're waiting for these body cams. Like, last year they had a, pre- a prelim- preliminary um, 
uh, wearing of body cams for volunteers and the department and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, where is it at? Why aren't you guys getting them? And you know what? Who cares? Why wait, wait, wait for the uh, legislators, the the town, whatever, to get them? Why can't you just buy them yourselves and put them on you? Would you like, be satisfied you with the body cams? Do, do you trust those? I mean, it's a level. It's another level. Let's okay. put it that way. Yeah. No, I trust. I trust the cop watchers going out there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I trust. You bring up an interesting point that, well, we know cameras are effective. If they weren't, folks like you uh, would have very unsuccessful activism. So we know cameras are effective, and if the police or even all government officials were really concerned about doing the right thing and serving and protecting the people, mm-hmm. you would think that they would all just go out out of their own pocketbooks, their own wallets, and go ahead and, and put a camera on themselves at all time to prove that they are indeed doing that type of a job. Well, you know how it goes, right? You, uh, you form the ring of power and you wear it and you don't give it up, you know? And that's what the thing is, like, they, they abuse it. And generally, I think a lot of them are nasty that work for the government. A yeah, lot of them. I mean, I, I'm I, all of them. I mean, I have a, a Breaking the Flaw, has an incredible YouTube channel. And one of my favorite, I mean, if you haven't been there, you absolutely have to just, uh, just search Breaking the Flaw. And there's, you know, First Amendment audits. But I think my favorite is, is the uh, parking ticket in Keene, which was, you know, I think uh, award-winning. That that uh, that follow that was great, but I mean, I have, when I when I get out to to do any type of activism, I always have a, a body cam. It was a hundred and thirty five dollars. It's probably five hundred dollars now, but you know, to have that on that, you that with any poli- any police interaction, you know, I if I'm going to be at any rally or anything like that, I'm always wearing it, and I always have it, and you know. Sometimes yeah. the uh, the police they're they're very nice and you know I haven't really come across any that are that are bad but you know you always just you know simple things like name and badge number you know yeah, am I under exactly. arrest that kind of thing it's a, it's a break of trust with the community it's not so much they're snarky or being mean right or beating someone down wrongfully not always that it's just that they they don't approach the you know society whatever the public uh, politely like they're they play games they're you know the Supreme Court says they're allowed to lie so they use that to their advantage and every you know, nuance they can, you know. Yeah, anything but, anything that you say can and will be used against you, right? It's it's not for, for you. <laughs> right, it goes for them too. And I know that like when I'm wearing a body cam and, and, a, and a police officer will say to me, well, sure. I see you have a camera, I understand, but, you know, and it's it's almost like, oh, you got me. I, I feel like I have to play devil's advocate a little bit and I don't want to support the cops at all. However, I would not go out and buy my own body camera if it was about to be paid for by the company. I, okay, if, right, and uh, breaking the flaw, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you and what you do. 603-283-6160. Do you have a car camera for when you get pulled over inevitably by the police? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back. It is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. The telephone number 603-283-6160. We'll get to more of your calls and thoughts momentarily. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. 
before we go on with the show, this is the part where I need to take a minute to say thank you to Eli123KY. Eli123KY is a silver level amplifier. I believe that means he gives $5 a month over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. He is an amplifier. What does that mean? Well, uh, that means he enjoys the show. He enjoys the message of freedom, liberty, prosperity that, that we bring, the perspective that we talk about current events or even some of the weird stories that people like Richie Rich bring in. Uh, the zany antics of folks like uh, Steve Classic. Steve Classic. And and myself, <laughs> to some extent. Uh, and so they found value in that, and they want to help us get onto more radio stations and spread the message of freedom even further. We're currently on 180 or almost 200 radio stations. We could be on 250. We could be on 300, even more. It's all up to you. If you enjoy the show, if you find value in what we do, please consider becoming an amplifier over at Amps dot freetalklive.com thank you again eli123 ky we appreciate you all right uh let's go to the phones we've got major pain in michigan major you're on free talk live good evening thank you um i was just wondering if there's any fcc regulations if i'm not smoking one am i a chronic caller <laughs> I've heard some interesting, um, we'll call them bubbling sounds from our callers on occasion, particularly those from, I don't know, Colorado and uh, maybe uh, Western Washington. Nothing wrong with water well, pipes. My, my, myself, I'm a carpenter, so we do safety meetings. I wrap mine in paper. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, what's on your mind, but, Major? Uh, well, as far as your last caller. He's trying to be a wolf amongst wolves. I'm going to take steal a little something from Sarah here as I'm rolling along, but he needs to put on a sheepskin. Take a crack pipe into the homeless encampment. Let the wolves come to you. <laughs> I'll tell that to my former Wait, bass player the, who invented hobosexualism. The authorized one or the unauthorized one? Oh, the unauthorized the one. Un- oh, all right. I don't know if you can all get right, into well, the authorized I- one. Not with crap. I just, I just, I just did my own segue into the critterism. It's interesting how Crit, the Democratic wait, Party. Wait, what's, what's, my critterism, yes. Uh, what's okay. My, my comments here. All right, you'll um, you'll reveal the what crit, criticism is. Criticism. Critter, okay. Critterism. Yes. We'll we'll, we'll, hey, we'll, we'll you let them guys, go. You guys know I rarely towed a bucket that won't hold water. Now give me some give me some slack. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so um, it I, I find it interesting that the Democratic Party chose the jackass for their spirit animal a man-made critter that won't breed now is that foolish or is that foolish now they're trying to turn us into a nanny state Mm -hmm. right so shouldn't they not make the goat their symbolic uh spirit animal uh, show their true affiliation with satan I mean, if you're going to grow horns, let them show. <laughs> jackass ain't got no horns. Yeah, but I think jackass is just more accurate. <laughs> it is, but, but, but it, they're, it really they're beyond should... hiding it anymore. They but, don't hide it. They, they're, they're, the, the jackass, that, that, the, the, that's the party of vaccination and uh, well, no, no, no. abortion. See, hear me out. Like I think jackass should just be the official mascot of government. 
I don't care. Well, true enough. I don't care true what enough. wing you know they're representing because that's what it takes to be a person who wants to force their preference on other people. Knowing that, do we know why they chose that? As the the mascot to begin with, no idea what is it? it's a, it's a political cartoon, it's a donkey the and a and an elephant, right? Right, yeah. but it has stuck. Yeah, yeah. Major, right. do you know? Well, I would think that it was birthed from the old Western lore: a mule can outpull anything. Oh. they are working critters. So it's the it's the mascot of the working class, the working man. So then that, that would have to be the broken analogy, yeah. Okay. So then, where did... interesting enough. It takes two years to birth an elephant. It takes nine months to birth a jackass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, where did the elephant come from as the uh, the mascot of you know we'll call it the other party, the party that never I forgets? Would just think, well, they're a herd animal, and they have to have a, a, a bull that leads them. I mean, there's history all through Africa where they're the ivory hunters. They're taking out the big bulls and the big she's. Yep, yep, and. Uh, and and the, the 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 juveniles have no uh, leadership, and they're just being jackasses. <laughs> elephants being jackasses, and jackasses being well. I, I I didn't know if I could say the word I wanted to. So yeah, you, you probably can't. So let's you know keep it sane. <laughs> the the FCC does exist, and you know we must. So the elephant is a leadership animal, and the donkey is yeah, the a bulls, working animal. The bulls and the, the herd cows, yes, most definitely. Okay. That's, I still have this problem with government in general. You mentioned leadership because, like, everybody talks about politicians like they're leaders. Right? Oh, you know, he's such a great, oh, that president our is leaders. such a good leader, and our leaders, and talk to the leaders of your community. They're not leaders. No, I hate when they call them officials. That's even worse. Oh, hell, half of them are elected because they are got cute eyes or pretty hair. I voted for Ross Perot back in the day. Short dude, goofy looking, big ears. Wouldn't but he be prudent. Was a businessman like Trump. We could have had Trump twenty years ago. I voted for uh, Perot when he ran. Yeah, me too, Buck. Uh, Dana too. Carvey did Congrats. a great impression of him on Saturday Night Live. It wouldn't be prudent. He had the the thumb talk and all that kind of <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh yep, yep, yep. Uh, Ross Perot. I'm a businessman. I will make America a business. Right. He was also from Texas, right? I believe so. Yes, sir. The giant sucking sound down at the southern border. Yeah. But I, I do. I, I take issue with, with anybody calling these political people leaders. Where are they leading us to? Where are we going that we need to be led? Where is it? Where's this mythical, magical place that we're being led to by Wandering these leaders? Wandering for 40 years, and then you get to the promised land. Like, all of the it, earth it, it has been claimed by one government or another, so we're not going to any unclaimed parts of planet Earth. So where the heck the is it? Ship. The final frontier. It's the ghost ship. You're just supposed to follow it into the fog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen that that children's film. Was it a Disney film? With the ghost uh, ship? No, 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 no. No, the 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 guy who leads the rats, the Pied Piper. Uh, the, yeah, you know, and he like leads the rats out of town with his. Was it a flute? What is it? A lute. Uh, a, a, the a lute. instrument he plays, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm familiar with the story. I don't know the Disney movie you're talking about. You said rats. I got thinking about Willard. Oh yeah, down, in the, down in the in the New York sewers, training the rats to. Oh. Uh, no, oh, I was weird. I was think of the rats of Nim. Right, so it's a book, uh, and then I think was it Disney that did the movie? It was an animated movie. I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, N I M H. Yeah, uh, I actually read the book in grade school 
or the whole grade school kind of read the book. We had, you know, the teachers at the front of the class like, okay, Billy, your turn to read like, and Billy was horrible at reading out loud. <laughs> and so he would struggle and he'd only get like a page. But then like Jill was next door to, to Billy and like it was Jill's turn. Jill was a great reader and they gave her like two whole chapters because she could just breeze through it and she sounded great. So, yeah, it was one of those, like, group reading kind of things. And so it took us, I don't know, like a month or something to work through this book that I probably could have read overnight. What were we talking about? As far as the news from Florida goes anymore, I wouldn't trust much out of Disney. Yeah. Hey, Major, we appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, you guys not familiar with Nim, the Ransom? No, Nim no, you're just that a, kind of stuff. No, speak I mean, American. No, I, I don't understand what you're talking. about. I mean, about. Uh, there are plenty of children who are familiar with the the Ransom Nim. And do I have to use the magic rectangle? Nicodemus, to, uh, if you choose. Yeah. I mean, you're old, so it's not required. Thank you. I, I've used that as an excuse. Like, like oh, I'll take your goes, word for it. Haven't you looked that up on your phone? I'm like, oh, I'm no. old. That's not required of me. <laughs> No, I'll just take a word for it. Six, I'll take a word for it. 603-283-6160. I'm just saying. 603-283-6160. Final segment of Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, how rare the punctual libertarian is in stereotype. <laughs> and three of them at the same room at the same time. I so we we all favor punctuality. We're all punctual dudes oh, yeah. most yeah. of the time and most of your lives. Yeah, I, if, I take people being late as like a sign of disrespect. I, I do too. Yeah. yeah. If you're not early, you're late. There's no such thing as on time. Right. You're you always want to be early. Like like I plan to be early and that way if something goes awry, at least I'm on time. Yeah, and you don't right. have to drive really fast and get all frustrated about being stuck at some. I do that anyway, but that's just because I lived in a big city and oh. I got road rage. Although it was cured when I moved here. Really? Like I really I don't get road rage here. Now I took a, a road trip uh, just this past uh, we'll call it fall. And uh, I had to drive through a couple of big cities. Ugh, and so. I was both impressed with myself as well as disappointed uh, at two separate times. Once was going through, I want to say Cleveland, Ohio, and the other was going through Chicago, uh, driving by myself in just my little crappy car. Mm-hmm. Um, there was rush hour traffic. And, oh, my gosh, people are idiots still. Right? Oh. Now, I haven't, I haven't been in – I used to drive in it daily when I lived in Seattle, so I, I, got, I got skills is what right, I'm saying. Right. And so I encountered this thing where uh, in Cleveland they have this almost 90-degree right turn. It's like five lanes of traffic, and they all – it's like big signs flashing slow down to 20 miles an hour because you're about to take a hard left or whatever, right? And so you do that, and people are trying to switch lanes. And so I had to do this thing where I not only had to, like, slow down to stop hitting the guy in front of me – but then, as soon as the car next to me got going, I had to gun it to get out into the lane and not get crushed by the other guy behind him. But I did it all with relative ease, and I was impressed nice. with myself that I still had the skills and wherewithal to do it. At the same time, I was getting road rage, something fierce. And so I'm turning all red. I'm spitting at the mouth. I'm flipping people off, right? You know, this kind of a thing. So, like, I was impressed that I still had the skills to sort of do what needed to be done to navigate through a big city or two, uh, but also disappointed in myself that, like, like the road rage, I'm not really cured. It just 
it's been sitting down deep yeah, inside of me somewhere. You, huh? Are you and, a horn honker? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. Oh. No, I'm a horn honker. Really? Yeah. In like uh, defensive or offensive? But, well, mostly defensive, okay. or you know, as a signal. Like I will, you know, if if you're doing something stupid, I will lay on it, and you know. Well, that's what I mean about like defensive or offensive. So, uh, I have taken a defensive driving course. Okay, where they teach you to like. You know, follow three car lengths behind yeah. oh, the nearest car yeah. and all this signal. And, you know, they, they teach you these, they don't teach you cool stuff like, hey, uh, if you pace the car and they're consistently doing, you know, this speed limit or this speed and the speed limit is actually this, here's how you actually go around them and pass them and, you know, or how to navigate okay. between multiple lanes of traffic if you want to get around somebody, that type of a thing. Um, so I am both an offensive and a defensive driver, depending on the situation. Okay. Sometimes you hmm. need to go on the offense and use the ah. people in multiple lanes as blockers so you can <laughs> weave your way in and out to okay. get ahead of all these bastards who are eventually going to, because you can sense that something horrible is coming based on the, the fact that you've got three morons in front of you, yeah. right? I, or you go the opposite way and you're like, okay, I'm just going to like fall back into the space in between the two sort of clumps of cars during okay. this particular thing. Idiots do and, thing. And, you know, hopefully you can just ride that space until you get to your destination. Yeah. I had a friend who said, like, I'm aggressive, but I'm always looking around. Right? Like, that was his yeah. excuse. Yeah. I always but drive, I like, a quarter mile ahead. You know, I'm sure you guys well, do. Well, then you catch up to somebody. And you can see, like, which lane is moving because you're already, like, <laughs> How do you oh, get a quarter mile right. ahead of yourself? <laughs> uh, well, you're looking, you know, you don't, it's like Wayne Gretzky. You don't look where the puck is. You look where the puck is about to go. Oh, right. okay. so, so you're driving you know, 10, 15 cars in front of you. Sure. And you see like, oh, brake light's over here, so you move to the right, and then, because yeah, I'm, I'm used to driving on 95. Or you see a, a big tandem semi trying to get like three lanes over <laughs> off of the one on-ramp so he could hit the left exit. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to think of a scenario where the horn would be like used offensively. Oh, if you want people to like GTFO your way. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so I've had this happen. Uh, a friend of mine uh, was, a, was an epileptic. Uh, still is, I imagine he's still alive. Um, but he was having a, a seizure and we had to rush him to the hospital. Okay. Right? So instead of calling the ambulance, uh, we picked him up, chucked him in the car and... Captain was the pilot. And so I'm driving down the road. I'm honking preemptively. Okay. Right? I'm making sound. I'm flashing lights, right? Mm, Okay. You know, all that kind of thing while I'm driving. So people kind of know, hey, something's going on. That guy's flashing his lights. Maybe we should get out of the way. Yeah. And it totally worked. I don't think I've ever done it offensively then. I've always done it like defensively or After the fact. Ass. (laughs) Well, and maybe not. Just to to get people out of your way that should not be in your way to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. like if, if you're going like 35 in the 50, right, you may get a horn honk from me if I caught up to you. Well, yeah. I've noticed you that move. since gas prices have gone up, everybody's driving slow. I mean, everybody. This is like on 95, and usually people are flying. New York, New Jersey, they're always flying. Now it's like, ooh, we got to slow down a little bit. The only <laughs> people who still fly really fast are late model sedans with tinted windows. Oh, Cops. interesting. Those are the only cars that interesting flying it's like every time you see your uh, wallet emptying out every time you accelerate a little bit more oh i just i just watch like oh yeah if you know this pickup truck is like getting 12 miles to the gallon he's flying like okay we'll see at the gas station i drive a prius so <laughs> i get 53 miles to the gallon i wouldn't need to drive slow to get mileage in that one no the slower you drive the better you get behind a, a bus or get behind a truck on on the highway because yeah, that's when the electricity the, the electric you activates. just drafting them and you know just 
It's great. Okay. I used to I used to drive a, a Cadillac, like a V8 Cadillac El Dorado. Yeah. And it was it showed you like miles per gallon, you know, like when you and I was climbing a steep hill and it said one. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get to the top of the hill, it's gonna cost me five bucks. I took uh I took my driving test. I don't remember what year it was, but it was, you know, pre internet. I took my actual driving test in a 1978 Cadillac convertible, the big one. Nice. Ooh. And I parallel parked in that bastard. Wow. Nice. And I passed. Oh. I did not have to parallel park to get my license. <laughs> the instructor was impressed. He's like, I can't believe you just parallel parked this giant boat like that. that was, <laughs> Even though you hit those impressive. people back there, I'm still giving you your license. I, I didn't <laughs> say nothing. Parallel park that thing. Jeez. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Uh, driving. This is it. Uh, oh, this being is on time. Started. I don't know, being on time. Punctuality. Punctuality. Yeah, it is. uh, There's the joke. What do they call it? The libertarian time? Libertarian standard time? Sure, yeah. LST or whatever? Not LSD. Or CP time. Because they're late for everything. We're like, libertarian standard time. Oh, I told them to be here at 6, so of course they're not here yet, and it's almost 6.30. That that happened to me once in Manchester, because there was like an event, and it was like, okay, movie starts at 7. Yeah. And I got there on time. Yep. So early like 645 sure. and i interrupted the preceding event because wow. it looked like they were getting ready to start the movie like the lights were dark people like and it's another screwed. event and it was a different event <laughs> they were so doing like two i got all showing. excited I'm like i got the, i got the popcorn and everybody I'm like shh you're interrupting it's almost over <laughs> and then the the event that i showed up for didn't actually get started till like 8 30 oh like, wow I'm, like a whole movie uh, between like when i got there and when they actually got started on libertarian yeah time. that's like when you're in a band and and you show up and they tell you that load in and sound check is at eight o'clock and so you show up at seven forty-five and you, you load in maybe you backline your gear or whatever and then nothing happens sound guy didn't show up or whatever and right. so they gotta get the backup sound guy or i'm surprised you know. the band is there early because i call it musician standard time well so again i'm, I'm a punctual dude even right. if even if the rest of my band didn't show up i showed up right. you know on time if right. you will or, or early for most people yeah. i guess yeah um but i also wanted to create a reputation for myself and and my band so we would do things like not only you know show up early, but if we were the last band to play, or even if we weren't, we would stick around to the last band, and then we would help the club people pick up, right? Nice. Like if there was trash and stuff, because yeah. bands are notorious for making a mess on stage. They'll bring beer cups and mm-hmm. you know all sorts of stuff, or their cigarettes will fall out, whatever. You know what I mean? The drummer forgets or leaves all his broken sticks <laughs> for the, the venue sticks. for the venue to clean up instead of picking them up himself. That, right. that type of stuff. Oh, so. Yeah. So we would stay and help these people out. That helped us develop a reputation for, hey, when these guys come in, they're cool. Treat them right. Give them an you extra know, beer ticket. You know, uh, you know, give us an extra beer yeah. ticket for the sound guy. Whatever, right. that kind of stuff, right, you right, know. Right. Or they'd think of us when, you know, you know, oh, some band on tour, they canceled, their van broke down. We need to, you know, they would think of us and, and call right. us in theory. Nice. So, you know, there, there's reasons to do all of these things. Uh, part of it is just being professional right it's, again it's it's respectful yes yeah i'm respectful of your time i expect you to be respectful of my time and, that's and, it. and if you know i know that you know if you're showing up late for something just a text or a phone call just say like i'm gonna be five minutes late and you they're usually well that's fine five you know but yeah. ju- just to make sure that i'm gonna be five minutes late ten minutes late that's yeah. the other thing people get worried when i'm out earlier on time like, something must have happened. right <laughs> we are out of time Speaking if of time you missed any of tonight's show you can Find it at freetalklive.com in about an hour or so after the show is over. I want to say thank you to Richie Rich and Steve Classic for joining me. Thanks, Captain. Thank you to our listeners and callers. Peace.